Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real World Podcast, where we have a conversation to bridge the gap between boomers and millennials. We do not pretend to be experts in any way uh, in the matters that we discuss. My name is Brian. I am here with my awesome mother today. Wow. Well, that's a great introduction. Thank you, my <laughs> awesome son, Brian. You're very welcome, mother. One of my three awesome sons. So before we uh, get into our topic a little bit, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing better now. It was a little crazy getting here. They had the um, freeway down to one lane coming north on the 215, and they had about 20 big giant dump trucks on the side of the freeway. And frankly, I can't see what they even did. It, this was by March Air Force Base, but it was it was backed up the whole way down to um, Hammett. Like, wow. When you get off the, it was <laughs> that's, crazy. That's really bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So, you know, it's just a bummer when you're on your way to do something specifically like this and you get caught up in that. But you know what? It's also the Lord saying, be patient, you know. So there's a lesson in that. It's ironic, too, because today we're talking about prayer and a lot of times when we pray, (laughs) uh, God tests our patience. He does. He does. Absolutely. I agree with that. Why am I drifting in and out? Um, It's me. I. Are you sure? I think so. Are you, I, are you sure you're not subtly moving uh, your face? You know I am. That's what I'm saying. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drifting in and out because I'm moving my face on the mic. Okay, I'll try to stay here. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, so since today we're talking about prayer, uh, we probably should start with like what is prayer? And if I remember you just saying, uh, talking, that uh, you were kind of looking a little bit about that. So would you like to yeah, share? Sure, first? sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, what is prayer? And I think, simply put, it's just having a conversation with God. Um, That's prayer. Um, But the one thing that I thought was interesting when I was looking um, at this was it's not just us doing the talking, but it's us doing the listening. We need to be an active listener because he shares with us while we're praying. Wow, you just came in here and just ruined everything I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no. No, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> that was actually one of the things I was going to talk about later when we get near the end, talking about, like, well, what could we do now to improve our prayer lives? One of the things that helps me orient my my ability to listen to God rather than just saying what's on my mind is I say, hey, God, how is your day today? And Wow, I've that, never done that. That may seem really weird because it's yeah. like, well, of course he's doing perfect because he's God. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just... Or it helps orient myself to an attitude of like, God, what do you what do you want to communicate to me? Like, how is your day going? How how has everything been? Is there someone you need me to reach out to? Like, kind of helps orient my sure. attitude like that. Well, I can see that, but I've never just said, "Hey, God, how is your day?" Like, like seriously, that has never ever in my almost sixty years crossed my mind to say that to him. <laughs> it's I've actually probably been saying that <laughs> since about seventh grade. Wow. Uh, I don't do, I definitely don't do that every day. I'm not, I'm not here to make it sound like I have a perfect prayer life or anything. Mm-hmm. I do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've noticed that a lot of times when I get, I can get caught up in circumstances, uh, I can be praying about something that's just all about myself. Like God, mm-hmm. help me lose weight. God, help me mm-hmm. go do, do school. Help me not be frustrated with this person I'm talking to with right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I notice I get caught up in that, it's, it helps me orient myself back to listening when I just say, God, like what's on your mind? Mm-hmm. God, how is your day being? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you actively asking for the Holy Spirit? to come in i mean is that something that you do i know that was something that scott shared about 
last uh, last year, uh, you know, as we were talking about, was that that was the first thing that he does in the morning when he gets up is um, pray for the Holy Spirit to come in and to, you know, basically to commune with him. And um, I was just wondering if that's something that you do. Uh, yes and no. I, I wouldn't say I do that as a daily practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, whenever I wake up, typically the first thing on my mind isn't God. It's what do I have to do right now? Mm, uh, interesting. Especially because you know me, I always wake up late a lot of times. This is true. And so my first thought is <laughs> like, wake up, get ready, go to work or go someplace or, oh, I can sleep in for another two hours. Uh mm. Gosh, that's just, that is just not at all how I have ever woken up, and I don't wake up that way now. Like, I wake up pretty much between 4.30 and 5 a.m. every morning. I have done that for many, 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 many years, decades, and I naturally do it, uh, regardless of when I went to sleep, although I usually go to sleep pretty early. Um, I just don't think that way. I don't. I, I wake up and it's kind of like, oh, what do I get to do today? It's because you're a morning person. <laughs> I'm know. not. I'm a night owl. Yeah. I get through yeah. so much more prayer and meditation and Bible time at night when mm-hmm. I'm getting closer Can't to tired. Imagine that. And in the morning, I am almost useless for the first hour that I'm awake. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. I can get up like right out of bed and start doing stuff. Even <laughs> before my coffee. Now, I do drink coffee, but I can literally do that. But we digress. Yeah. Uh, yeah but i do think for the most part we're talking about getting back to do i invite the holy spirit and when i pray i do do that fairly often when it comes to if i'm about to uh, do any sort of ministry uh if i'm feeling like i'm about to give into some sort of temptation uh like saying i'm trying to resist the desire to go out and eat way too much food i'll say god please holy spirit please come in me right now and change my mind mm-hmm. i don't want to mm-hmm. do that i, I want to be able to get to do something else mm-hmm. for me it's usually three words lord help me like <laughs> like seriously when when i'm in, in that kind of a situation where i feel like i just really need an intervention immediately <laughs> it's those three words that i will say yeah yeah it's although it might be four words it could be lord please help me sometimes there's a please in there that's that's polite. <laughs> yeah, I try to be polite, but I feel like whenever uh, w- whenever whenever I get to the point where I think logically you should add a please, <laughs> I'm normally more frustrated, and it's more like God, why aren't you helping me right now? Mm. Mm. Uh, like I said, my prayer life is not perfect. Mm. I, well, I I might pray I me a bit more. I don't know anyone whose prayer life is yeah. perfect. Uh, you know, but that's why it's just a reminder of how we need to pray for each other ongoing and in the moment too. I think that's something that's really important. I know for years, um, you know, it's one of those things where often you'll, you'll say, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And then you don't really ever get around to praying for them or it's a very minuscule prayer. And it's like, that's why it is important to pray like on the spot so yeah. often, even on social definitely. media. I have definitely done that on social media because otherwise it just may not happen, you know, and it's almost like you're giving lip service to it instead of actually just doing it. Yeah. And so. I think, I think saying you're going to pray for someone has also become a bit of Christianese. Yeah. Uh, right. Where I, I think I remember I only talked to you about wild at heart once. 
I think, mm. back in the days. But back I remember in the day. uh, like 10 years ago whenever I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And I remember you found this one part of the book so funny where it was talking about like that, oh, I'll pray for you. Mm. And then he ends the paragraph. In reality, neither of these guys care about each other at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you saying you would laugh at that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just like a, how true is that? A lot of times you'll say, "Oh yeah, I'll pray for you." Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made it a goal to say I'll never do that, mm. uh, or if I do say I'll pray for you, I will start praying for them right then mm-hmm. uh, in my head. Or if they are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I mean, if or if they are comfortable with it, I'll pray mm-hmm. with them right mm-hmm. then as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think different churches handle prayer differently in terms of um, just the emphasis on prayer. And I mean, I think most churches are actively wanting you to pray. They, you know, definitely. And, and encourage prayer and so forth. But I think how you go about it is kind of somewhat different. Um, I know for me, um, when I was younger, um, I struggled with open prayer because I never felt comfortable because I didn't feel like I was sophisticated enough. My prayer was not, I didn't use like these fluffy words and everything, but yet at the same time, that's not what the Lord wants. The Lord doesn't want that. That, That's actually specifically (laughs) says, don't do that. That's uh, because I I always make a list of a few possibly relevant Bible passages. That's literally the first one I have (laughs) is Matthew six. It's during the uh, sermon on the Mount Yes, where Jesus says, go into your rooms, shut your door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think for they think they'll be heard for their many words. Right. Which is all just Jesus saying like uh, there's an entire part before that as well. He's like, don't be like the the Pharisees, right? Who try and they just want to be showy. They want to be showy. Prairie. They want to say yeah. these big fans, fancy words. Right. They want everyone to hear them. Right. Uh, <laughs> they want everyone to think they're super holy and awesome. Mm-hmm. And in reality, Jesus says like, don't don't. Don't make it a point to show off people in prayer. Show mm-hmm. off to people in prayer. Uh, I think that's also why I relate to our vision statement at our church so much, to be real with yourself, God, and others. So, you know, you got to be real with yourself. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are a flowery person and you are very, um, I don't know, poignant and... Eloquent. Eloquent in your speech, then it makes sense to, to pray that way. But I know I'm not, and I know that most of my family members and friends aren't. And so it's like, just be real. Mm-hmm. So be real with yourself in what you're saying, that it's real, and then that's being real with God and others as you're doing it. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I'm trying to remember which student this was. It was years ago. Uh, but some we were we were praying is a small group and we each each person was taking turns and one of the high school students I was with said, I don't know how to pray. What do I say? And I said, uh, What would you think about God as your dad? What would you say to your dad uh, if you were just talking with him? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he did that and it, it was awesome. It was yeah. the most genuine prayer out of everyone there, even wow. though he was the most uncertain about everyone there. And that's and that's the key. Is it is it genuine? You know, and that's what he, what you were just reading, that he guards us against. It's like, you're not doing it for show. Yeah. You're doing it totally. for, for reality. You're, you're doing it to hopefully change an outcome, you know? Um, and, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, and we're also doing it to know God. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And because, like, well, the passage I just read where Jesus directs you to, like, go in your room, shut the door, and everything. He's not saying to, like, every single time you pray you have right. to be in secret. Right, He's right. saying that don't, don't be a showboat about exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Uh, Absolutely. 
So what else does God say about prayer? I mean, uh, he taught his disciples. He taught his disciples to pray. To, to pray, right? It's something that he did. He actively prayed. I mean, that that's referenced um, various places, but I know they talk about it in Hebrews. Um, it just said that Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And mm-hmm. um, so he actively prayed. He did. There are multiple times in the Gospels, too, where mm-hmm. Jesus... Is like I'm gonna or wake up early and I'm gonna go somewhere distant from away from everyone. So mm-hmm. as soon as they wake up, I'm not gonna be bothered. Mm-hmm. Not because he doesn't want to do ministry, of course, but mm. he just he needed time to prayer as well. You know, it's interesting that that um, that's kind of me in the morning. Like, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love to to get up and I'm I'm so like jumping out of bed almost and <laughs> like ready because I am a morning person. So fortunately, but it enables me to have that quiet time that as soon as the house is rolling, uh, it's hard. And frankly, sometimes your grandfather will come in in the middle of it, <laughs> not uncommonly, and that is a challenge for me, you know, because you don't want to be interrupted in those kinds of things, as whether you're doing a devotional or you're praying or... No, you yeah. don't. And how ironic can it be when you are focusing on that thing and someone could do something and just sets you off? But it's like, I was I just know. praying. I know, I know, I know, um, I know. I think one of the practices I do, and it was actually Tyler who uh, is the one who got me on this uh, all the way back from season one. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't say this during, this was years ago. Uh, one of the things he told me was that whenever he dresses God the Father in prayer, he says, Dad. Hmm. And I've made that to be a practice of mine for years. Yeah, uh, and that's really weird for me. Like, it really is. I It's never something I've done, and I... You know, I think being older, there's more of a reverence uh, there in in a sense because of how we grew up in church that we experienced when we were younger, that that's a little too informal, you know? Yeah, I, I think that can be a part of it. Uh, it. It's also a little bit, I think, part of the translating kind of a, a, a kind of a thing as well because, I mean, whenever you're, you're calling someone like your your father – like you still have a you have an inherently close relationship sure because of blood sure uh it's not to be like you can't have a bad relationship with your dad of course uh but i i'm i feel pretty confident that most of the time where god refers to himself as a father or a parent he's he's talking about intimacy of a kind Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so to say father in a formal sense might almost not not be contrary to scripture or anything, but yeah, but like is a better but, way. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. almost a little bit overly respectful. It's almost mm-hmm. like when I say mother or father, like to you and dad. <laughs> and he's done that before, and I've done that before, mm-hmm. especially when it's to get your attention because yes. you guys are distracted or something. That's true. Because it's so weird, and that's why yeah, it catches your that's attention. That's true. That's true. Uh, and, and that's I, what I feel about dad, though. Like that, that's distracting to me. Like it's like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Uh, and yeah, and that's I think a big part of why I feel so comfortable saying dad as well is because I do have a, such an awesome dad. Mm-hmm. You do have an awesome and dad. And I, I think that's a big part of it is I, I've always felt close to him. I've always felt comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. And both of you. I picked good. Uh, you picked well. You picked very well. <laughs> I'm happy that he's my dad. For sure. Uh, and I, I think a big part of addressing God or thinking of God as your father, uh, specifically the father in the Trinity, when you pray to him, a lot of times your relationship with your dad will also affect it a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, it affects our perceptions of them. Mm-hmm. 
For sure. I mean, yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, yeah. and so, and, and that's kind of all summed up why I like to call him dad, because it just helps, like, again, when talking about, like, how is your day, uh, calling God dad when I'm praying to the Father, it just helps reorient myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you're my dad. I know you care. I know you're excited to hear whatever I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, if I've messed up, it's like, uh, you done goof, son, but I love you and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else does God say about prayer, though? Like, um, I know one of the things that um, he says is ask, seek, and knock. Yeah, right? that's that's another one of the passages I have down. Uh, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Mm-hmm. Knock, and it'll be open to you. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of repeats that another time. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus continues in Matthew 7. Uh, what person among you, when a son asks for bread, he will give a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he'll give him a snake. So if you, despite being evil, can give give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Right. Now, I think the, the quality, the qualitative word there is good gifts because sometimes we ask for things that's not in his will. Like it's not really in our best interest, but it's something that we may want. And, and so I think, um, you know, his will be done. And so when we talk about Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called and are accor- called according, according to, to His, purpose. his purposes. So we have yeah. to. We, we can never lose sight of we're called for His purposes. And when we start seeking out things for our person, for our flesh, or what we view as good, that doesn't necessarily exactly, mean what God view is right good. because we don't have the whole perspective. We have our little lenses that we have up upstairs in this head of ours that isn't exactly seeing the world in the correct way yeah uh like oh i'll share a little bit about something where that that, my view of prayer changed a lot in regards to how we view good and everything Uh, a few years ago i was really uh because i feel called to become a pastor i feel called to ministry to spend the rest of my life doing ministry whatever whatever it is god's calling me to uh and a few years ago, I was getting frustrated. I was like, God, I, I know for a fact you called me this. I'm going to seminary. I'm spending all this money. I'm spending all this time doing ministry. And it feels like at every corner, a door slams in my face or someone is like, no, you shouldn't be in ministry or no, you shouldn't do this or this. And I was just saying, God, why? And Scotty, uh, my big brother, uh, <laughs> put me onto a book. Uh, I think it was called it's called Shattered Dreams. Yes, that uh, was from Paul Cunningham. That was Pastor Paul. That, yeah. that he and he he gave that to Dad. Yeah, it was yeah. and it was uh, by Larry Crabb. Yeah. He's an awesome mm-hmm. author. Yeah. Uh, but one of the big points of the book is like he talks about all these different things that we can be go to, and then he has like a specific section about like pastors or people who are in ministry. And it's so easy to get so focused on ministry because you view it as something good because it is good. Like it's something that you do is good, but it's not God. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus was when Jesus was sassy to <laughs> the rich man, he says, why do you call me good? No one is good but God. Uh, Jesus emphasizing, well, nothing's truly good but God because God is the, has the intrinsic value of good. And mm-hmm. it's through him anything else that can be good is good. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so I was taking my eyes off God and putting it on ministry to the point where I was almost doing ministry for myself Mm -hmm. uh, to fulfill my sense of desire and purpose. Absolutely. I think that a number of people do, and I think especially in a smaller church where there's uh, fewer people, you have so many people that are trying to do so many things, they get so caught up in doing all of the ministry that they, they miss God in all of it. 
Yeah, and I, I think a big part of what I what I'm trying to say is I just had a brain fart. I don't know how I just lost it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, it happens. Um, some reason I can't articulate words all of a sudden. <laughs> well, that's okay. And so let me just go on to another point that what God Thank says you. about prayer is, and this is really, 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 sorry, hard for me. It says, love your enemies and mm. do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who abuse you. Now, I don't know about y'all, but it's really hard to do that. Um, it's really hard to pray for people who curse you, hate you, and abuse you, right? But he tells us to do that. And you think about what he did for us. He took totally. all of our sin on himself. If you talk about praying for your enemies. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, he took us, he took it all upon himself for us. And so um, he is the ultimate um, witness. He's the ultimate um, role model that we need to be looking at. Totally. Um, for prayer. Yeah. If you're talking about one of the hardest things to do is to pray for the people who don't like you, pray for the people right. who treat you like crap. Mm hmm. And Jesus did it repeatedly, knowing yeah. that he would be betrayed, knowing that Peter would deny him, knowing that everyone would be cheering as he got crucified, and he still prayed for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's the passage in First John where uh, John writes, uh, and while we were still sinners, mm -hmm. enemies with God, Christ died for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another thing uh, I wanted to talk about was how to pray. So how do we pray? I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it where, you know, you don't do it out in the marketplace and you don't do it showy. Um, but he, he gives us in Matthew an example, the Lord's Prayer. Here's how to pray. Yeah, and that, that's actually a, uh, yeah, it's the Lord's Prayer is mm -hmm. our Father in heaven, hallowed mm -hmm. be thy name. Thy mm -hmm. kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm -hmm. yeah. And lead us not into temptation, temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yep. Amen. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's an awesome prayer. Uh, I know there's some people who like to repeat that prayer a lot uh, instead of saying they're kind of like their own prayer. And right. I think it's a good starting point. I don't think Jesus was saying you should say this every single time. Well, but it provides, it, yeah, provides, provides a good <laughs> model of prayer. Well, it does. And I think the key here is. Um, the beginning of the prayer is our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So it's more like, okay, we're first revering God. We're first recognizing who he is and, and that his will be done. Yes. Not ours, but his will be done. And I think it's important that this is given to us as the example. And that's how we should pray versus, I need this. I want that. Help this person. Help this person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, totally. It, you know, we we talked. Um, we've talked about this over the years, and you know, it, it comes up all the time when we talk about prayer. But the whole term of vending machine prayer. Yeah, the vending machine prayers. Yeah. So, can you talk about that? Yeah, a lot of times when we talk to God about our circumstances, we expect to be able to just 
say a prayer and then God will grant us our request almost if he's like a genie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, we treat it more like a vending machine. Okay, God, here, I gave your vending machine a dollar. Now give me a soda. Mm Isn't like, okay, God, I gave you a prayer. Now Mm -hmm. uh, give me uh, whatever. Yeah, give me the results. Give me me the circumstances that I want. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, right. Which which kind of gets back into what I was saying before that when I kind of had a brain fart earlier, uh, our view of what's good can be, it can be uh, twisted by the world. It can be skewed, not just totally. by the world, but I mean, even like as Christians, our view of things that can be good can be skewed, like ministry was talking about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. other good things because we, we, we ended up, we end up putting our focus more on that than God. Right. And so it, when it, we, even when we pray to that, yeah, in yeah. The, even when we pray for something that is good, it's still not the goodness of God good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, we end up sinning. We end up, <laughs> we end up messing up big time when we, when we end up praying or focusing all of our attention onto these circumstances rather than God himself. And kind of going back to that Lord's prayer model, the, the first three things Jesus addresses, the first thing he defines is his relationship with God, our father, or just saying like my dad, my mm-hmm. father, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're praying for G- praying to Jesus, praying mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. my Savior, mm-hmm. uh, my Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then those are or, all good. Yeah, those, those are, are all good. good. Uh, and then orienting orienting himself to God is your name is holy, or you are holy. Hallowed be thy name. Uh, saying like you are God, you are good, you are the best. Uh, and then orienting himself even further, saying. Uh, your will, not my will. Where it's saying, this is going to be for what you want. And if I pray for something I want, still let it be what you want. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus starts going into the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Jesus is pretty awesome. It's, yeah, it's, like it's, totally, a good, it's a good model. It definitely is a good model. Um, another thing is um, how we should pray is to confess our sins to one another. And, and come alongside others and pray for each other. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, just so many positive things happen from group prayer. And I'm in numerous prayer chains. And whenever something's going on, I have numerous groups that I'm asking for prayer for. Yeah. And um, I know the those prayers uh, make a difference. Um I just know, and it, and it's, you know, I forget exactly which verse it is, but it's like the prayer of a righteous man. Um, do you remember which one that is? Not off the top and of my head. I can't. Let me see. I don't know if I have it. Yeah, the prayer of a righteous person. I said man. Sorry, ladies. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, and that's from James 5.16. And... Um, I believe that, and I'm so thankful for the prayers of my parents, for the prayers of my grandparents, um, in-laws, and, um, you know, people that would would tell me that they pray for me every night, and gosh, I need those. I mean, we all do, and Mm -hmm. so I I really think those have changed my life. I I firmly believe that, and... um, so that was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Does prayer really change outcomes? Yeah, and that was that's a that's a that's a good topic. Okay, we it, don't talk about this before we get together, but it seems like that we're coming together with similar. Um, well, I thought you were going to go in a slightly different direction when you're talking about praying with each other in a more corporate way. I I was going to go after that, going into does prayer actually change oh, things? Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm I was like, oh, cool. This is this is, <laughs> uh, this is oddly convenient. 
<laughs> Oddly convenient. Uh, because it's interesting, is because haven't you ever had a prayer that in your mind was should be a godly was a godly prayer or a godly request and it wasn't granted? Mm, I'm sure I have. I mean, just yeah. I, I don't have anything at the top of my head, but I've certainly seen it the other way, where we've prayed almost like hesitatingly for something, and he fulfills that, and you're like, whoa. Like, like, I mean, like, say, monetary things. There's a couple of situations that I can remember specifically where, and this is probably 20 years ago, and um, I don't remember if that was, like, Dad started his new job. I mean, he's been there 25 years, but at the beginning, and, and we were really kind of hurting for money, and mortgage was due, wasn't sure how we were going to pay it. And then... What comes in the mail is a check for the remainder of our escrow account from the previous year, and it was like the exact amount of the mortgage payment. That's pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome, and it really made a huge difference. Um, do, you, do you know what that's called? There's actually an apologetics term for that. Oh, really? What is that called? Fine-tuning. Fine-tuning. The more specific a prayer that you pray and that is answered, the more unlikely it is that it should be unanswered. And so the more likely it means that God exists. You know what, what's pretty awesome about that is that my mother-in-law, she was a, you know, she was a fervent prayer warrior and she prayed for specific things. And I remember that she taught me to do that because I never did. I thought, why does he want to be bothered with my little trivial things? She taught me that, no, that it's important to, to pray that way. And so I have done that. Um, the other example I wanted to share with you was, so there was, um, in our previous church, before we merged with Sandals, we had a group, a, min- a men's ministry group called Soldiers of Service that Dad was um, in charge of. Yeah. And so yep. we, we had a particular family that needed to have a new roof for their home. Mm-hmm. And so the whole premise of that group was to help you know, people that were in need or widows and and so forth. And so, but he did not have the means to replace this roof. Well, um, the roof, the estimate came in, the lowest one, and this is with somebody that we knew in the church that was going to do the work. It was still going to cost $2,200, and we just did yeah. not have the means. Well, about a week or two later... Somebody came in to a, a formal a former um, uh, colleague that Dave used to uh, work with from like a decade before. He had not seen this man in ten years. Yeah, and he had moved up north, and he came down and he stepped in. He, he stopped into Dave's work, and he came in and he said. Um, something to the effect of, you know, he just remembered dad and how faithful he was and that he hadn't been actively in a church for a while and he needed to pay this year's tithe. He wanted to give it to dad to take to his church. Guess what the amount was? It was the exact amount. It was $2,200. Yeah. I, 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 like, I've seriously never been so floored in my life. Like, it was so phenomenal because dad hadn't seen this guy in 10 years dad didn't even know he had this effect on him you know and it's Mm -hmm. like you know that's another point that i think is important to remember and i failed to remember sometimes you would be the only jesus that someone sees and that someone knows and it's so important 
we, we don't know, like there are seeds that are planted and we don't know when those are going to bloom. Yeah, no, we don't. You know? And, and so we need to be, um, we need to be diligent. We need to be, uh, listening to the Holy Spirit when he tells us to do something, to not do something. And, um, because when we see the fruit of that, like it is so awesome. It's just so awesome. And that was that example for the roof, like blew me away. I think more than anything has. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's really incredible. For some reason I was thinking it was more than that amount. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I remember dad telling me another mm-hmm. amount. Well, there've been numerous, um, situations, but that particular one, yeah, and it's 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 it is really awesome. And he he actually came back in several times and gave tithing for the for the church, which was amazing. And it was different amounts, but this one was specific for this roof. But that was just materials because yeah, the labor was being provided at no charge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and yeah, it was. There, there's times where that happens. And that's fine tuning. And there's other times where it feels like we can pray about something and God doesn't answer right. it. It does feel that way sometimes. Uh, and I, I also would say like there's times where you can pray for good things as I was kind of talking about before. You could pray, be praying for ministries growth. You could be praying for all sorts of things for your relationships to grow, mm-hmm. uh, things that are good. And God might not answer those requests. He might mm-hmm. not say yes to those. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard this quote back from my Bible teacher, my 12th grade year, Mr. Burdett. And I have always sort of thought about this this way, but I've never put it in these words. It says, uh, prayer doesn't always change our circumstances, but it always does change us. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and because it's mm-hmm. like when we can pray, sometimes, sometimes God won't answer our prayer request. There's other times where we, when we're praying, we get frustrated, we get angry, and maybe we lash out at God, and it kind of pushes us away. We, we can get honest, though. Or sometimes it be, be God reorients ourselves to something better. And either way, totally. it's this it's process <laughs> of growth because either we express our frustration and we become better, more honest about God, what's going on, or we grow and we align ourselves to God's will more. Mm-hmm. And it's like either way, even if our circumstances, even if the worst possibility happens, the thing that still changes is our hearts because God is working on our hearts. You know, um, one of the things that uh, we used to talk about in Bible study and, and is just kind of like if you can look backwards and you can see how God answered prayers, it may not be in the way that you had asked or expected, yet it's better because he has our best interests at hearts and he's going totally. to provide Definitely. for us better than we know how. And, um, and that takes me to another, um, to another aspect of prayer. And that is when I think about, uh, my oldest son, Jake. Okay. So my, my non pastor son, who's an engineer, but he's very active in his church and he is probably one of the most fervent prayer warriors I have ever Absolutely. seen in my life. His prayer is like phenomenal. And I was talking to him about it the other day and I wanted to, um, you know, he, he, and in the church that he goes, I mean, prayer is such a big part of it. And, um, he's saying it's kind of like warfare. Like we have to be really active for the Lord's will here on earth, not just in heaven, but here on earth. 
And so that's why they're so fervent in their prayer. And and, and it really kind of clued me in one time. And this is when, when Joy was pregnant with their second child. And we went out to dinner. And I'll never forget this because we're in the back of the truck. And I said, oh, we need to be praying that it's a girl, you know. And she says, well, it's too late for that the baby's already, you know, forming and everything. We, the, and it's like you needed to pray before you got mm. pregnant, not like while you're pregnant. And I'm like, wow, that that was so insightful to me because I guess I hadn't yeah. thought about that. You know, and it's like, I mean, they were so prepared that they were, they had a son and they literally prayed for a girl. And then she got pregnant with the girl. And again, if the Lord had other plans, he would have done something differently. But I thought that was really interesting that 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 was their um, take on that. It's like, what was too late to pray for a girl? (laughs) Yeah, praying for a healthy. There's no point in praying to God about changing your past. The past has already happened. Exactly, and that was a past thing because she was already pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I think a big part of that too is, uh, and I do believe life begins at conception. So, I mean, and, and you know, we can talk about too. Psalm 139 and, and how he forms us in our mother's wombs and you know, all of that. So, um, he knows from the beginning. Yeah. It, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of times where, uh, Gosh dang it, I, I totally lost my train of thought again. I'm sorry, I keep throwing him off today. You have. Am it's I okay. better prepared today or something? Or nah, I just like I have what? a thought and then I start listening and then I lose my thought because oh. well, I'm trying to listen. You know what? Actually that's a not a bad thing, right? Because you're 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 what? Listening to react and not respond, right? Isn't that the way we're supposed <laughs> to do it? So that's good. Yeah, but it also kind of stinks whenever I have a thought. It's like, I can add to this, and then I so forget So maybe write it, it down. <laughs> I probably. probably should have made it a note on my phone. Uh, well, I do think our time's coming to a close, so I figured we could maybe uh, talk a, very briefly about some things we do or things we can do to help improve our prayer lives. Uh, um, well, for me, the most important thing is to just continue to do my morning ritual. That That, that works for me. And frankly... Honestly, I kind of pray throughout the day. It's not that's just totally. kind of like my start the day routine. But For, I'm I talk to the Lord throughout the day. Yeah. First Thessalonians, you know, I think it's First Thessalonians where Paul writes, "Pray without ceasing." Pray without ceasing. I, I'm, I think, I'm sure there's bigger. Yeah, bigger. That's not a word. Bigger, <laughs> bigger context or more context. Mm-hmm, more context. I hate when I combine words like that, especially because if I said that wrong, that would have sounded very, very bad. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, we're, I don't know the context, but Paul says pray without ceasing. So, so that was that, that's me. I pretty much talk throughout the day. The other thing is that I have to keep mindful of, so I can tend, and I see it running in my family. I see it with my father, my grandmother, um, a little bit of worry, a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Philippians, so this is kind of like my life verse area, um, if there is such a thing, but it's like, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. He, his peace will guard our hearts and mind as we live in Christ Jesus. And I have to be mindful of that verse and, and then what follows it. And, um, 
um, to to dwell. You know, is it, what follows that is to you know to dwell on good things. Yeah, and that's you awesome. Know? And and that is where I have to go when I start feeling anxious or concerned about a particular thing because it's like God's got this. And so I think the more we talk to him, the more at peace we will be. Totally. I totally agree with that. Uh, I've already talked about a couple things I do referring to God the Father as dad. Uh, or uh, I already forgot the other thing I said that I hope orient <laughs> myself. Why am I so forgetful Are today? Are you like not I, I, maybe protein I, Maybe I something? had too many notes. You said you were on a diet. Are you not eating enough, son? Because I'm a little concerned. <laughs> You've forgotten a lot today. <laughs> it was three different times. Gosh dang it. Uh no, but praying for God's will to help orient yourself, uh, praying, calling him dad, or whatever name that you refer to God is that's like helps you orient for your me, relationship. Lord, most yeah. of the time, it's just Lord dear is Lord. That's super kind awesome. Of, that's I mean, kind of generally what I do is dear Lord. I know you're right. I think a lot of people have a preferred um, address that they, um, you know, yeah. kind of they start it with. And like, uh, when, uh, and it's all good. As long as it's all to the Lord, it's good. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll call Jesus either Jesus or Savior. Hmm. Uh, I'll call the Father Dad or when I want to view him as sovereign, like I need something that takes your sovereignty, I call t- I call him Yahweh. Hmm. Uh, hmm. For Holy Spirit, I'll just say Spirit. Hold, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Another big thing, and this might be very controversial, and I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but it's uh, uh, when we're praying, Bobby. when we're praying, we need to be honest. Uh, and that mm-hmm. you're shaking your head, but you might not like what I said. Mm-hmm. When you're very angry at God, how honest are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, because like I'll openly admit, I've dropped serious curse words at God before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've dropped f bombs, wow. and that it seems so irreverent, so evil, yeah. so sinful. But if you just if you don't do that, and if you just hold on to your anger, it'll just fester and linger. But if you're willing to express it. If you're willing to say, God, I'm just so mad at mm-hmm. you right now. I guess, I mean, but like, I don't use those words generally ever. So yeah. it's like, it wouldn't be something natural for me to do. You know what I mean? Like I could, uh, you know, and I've been angry before and, and but I, like literally I'll just say, Lord, I'm angry about this, you know? Um, but I going to the extent I'm not, I mean, maybe it is controversial, but it's honest. It's real, right? Yeah, and that's kind of my whole attitude with that is how can God heal you or grow you if you're not willing to be honest? You know what? Amen. Amen. Uh, I mean, we have to come to the table that way. And then... uh, With truth. Absolutely. If you you can't speak your mind. Now, that's one of the biggest principles of spiritual formation, spiritual Mm -hmm. growth, whatever you want to call that process of sanctification. It it starts with honesty. It starts with being real with yourself and God. And I... Appreciate you brought that up, and I think that that's maybe a distinction between um, the church that we used to attend to. We we went to Catholic church for many years, and I mean, I grew up Baptist, but then I did the Catholic thing for a little while, and then we went back to the non-denominational. And I think I can't imagine anybody in the Catholic church saying that that's okay. I think there is a distinction there, and again, I'm not bashing the Catholic church. I'm just saying I think there's there's such a a um, fear 
in the Catholic Church, we were just talking about this the other day. Dad mm-hmm. was talking because he grew up going to Catholic school and the nuns, and they were just so mean. And <laughs> they were always telling your uncle that he was going to hell. And I mean, it was just so awful. I remember Dad telling a story once about a, a nun who like cracked his knuckles or something oh, with yeah. her ruler. Totally. All the time. Yeah. Not just once. That was an ongoing thing. Oh, I didn't I just want to say that to everyone. Yeah, no, I mean, it was true. <laughs> but, but it was nah, because yeah. it was it was such trivial matters and it wasn't anything it was more pharisaical you know like if is it pharisaical that's a word is that pharisaical pharisaical okay however you pronounce that but it's really more like that it's legalistic it's 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 just about rules it's It's, not about your relationship with with the lord it it's about what rules that's basically saying you got to do this in order to get to heaven and i'm saying no what I need to do is have a relationship with the Lord yes. and I need to be able to converse with the Lord, be truthful with the Lord and um, yeah, and just, go about my day that way. Yeah. And I think that kind of comes uh, to, oh, I have, I actually have another, this is the thing I forgot. How often do you ask God what's on his mind or how his day's I been? I honestly have uh, not done that. And that's, so you brought <laughs> that up in the very beginning, kind of like, Hey, how's your day? Honestly, I don't. I have never done that, so I need to kind of start doing that. That's yeah, kind of a, that, I, that's really a change for for me. Like I, it, it seems really weird, but when you kind of practice it, it, I mean, if you're already good at listening in prayer, I don't think it's something you should like. It's necessarily something mm-hmm. you should do, mm-hmm. but it, it really has helped me tremendously. Whenever that's amazing. I, whenever I've just I need never to heard listen. that before. I've never uh, heard that before, Brian. Wow. And That's then awesome. uh, there's there's two other quick things I wanted to add. Okay. So we don't we don't want to make everyone wait too long. <laughs> so we're going we're going a little bit long on this episode. Sorry, it's okay. Uh, it's a good topic. Exactly. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is how often do you thank God when you pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I honestly do do ongoing. That's yeah. my throughout the day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I you think know. I think I need to really improve on that because uh, whenever we do corporate prayer, I always make it a point to thank God first. Mm. Like whenever I'm praying with the kids mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. in ministry. That does too. Uh, but a lot of times when I focus, when it's just me and God, a lot of times mm. I don't think about thanking I, yeah, him first. I, I can see that. I mean, for me too. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, those were my last thoughts I had was how often do you just sit and rest with God in prayer? Uh, simply living in his presence. and Because uh, we yeah. talk about praying without ceasing, but how often do you do something that you relax to when you're praying? Yeah, I would say I do, since I'm, I, I'm on the road a lot and a lot by myself, I'm going back and forth to San Diego and so forth, and, and I do put worship music on. I mean, that's all I listen to anyway. So um, other than podcasts, we do, I do listen to some podcasts now and then, but they're Christian podcasts. So, you know, I'm getting the word or something. So, um, you know, I think that I am worshiping during that time and, and, and kind of resting in him. And, and like, sometimes it's very emotional and, um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the big fancy word is imminence. Uh, how often do you live with God's imminence? Because mm. praying with God imminently is saying like God is right here, right next to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're praying, it's his hands on your shoulder praying with you. Like it's almost like it is corporate prayer. Uh, yeah. And that is a big part of it is that we need to remember that when we're praying, there's a big part of God's presence involved as well. Mm. That's pretty well, awesome. 
Good stuff, Brian. Thank you. This I mean, this wonderful. is this is all stuff I've learned either from seminary or from the awesome education that you were willing to pay for. <laughs> none, of, none of this is me. This is this is all God and well, sacrifice of God, you guys. Right? Oh yeah, good of course. Is from above, so yeah, we and, know. You said there's that even earlier my, too. There's plenty of my bad that's down here, right? <laughs> so anything good that would that. come out of me, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anything good that would come out of me is definitely from Him. Exactly, and uh, well, and regardless, I I hope uh, something we said may have helped challenge you or maybe. Uh, helped you understand prayer a little bit better because that was, I think, our big goal with talking about prayer. Absolutely. It's we so like important. to talk about things that are kind of like there's general knowledge, but maybe we need to go a little bit deeper. Um, and so with that, I think um, we're going to sign off, right? And I wanted to give a shout out to Allison and Lori who are faithful um, about listening and said um, just this week that they really enjoy listening to our podcast. So I... Oh. Really appreciate that. Thank them. I, yeah. well, well, thank you for all. Is three ladies you mentioned? You mentioned. Well, I today right now I just mentioned Allison Lori, but there's so many Pam and oh, Debbie, too. and there's, yeah, there's, there's others so that, many you know, who've messaged you. Absolutely. I, I'm super excited yeah. that you guys are listening. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to give a, a shout out to uh, one of my best friends, Trevor. Awesome. Uh, he, hey, Trev. Hey, Trev. You're love an awesome you, Trev. dude. Yeah, yeah. We, we both we do. just love we adore Trev. you're my brother from another mother right <laughs> uh, so uh we thank you guys for listening if you guys have anything you want to talk to us about or maybe any questions we could elaborate on our current topic of prayer or any previous topics uh feel free to email us at realworldpod at gmail.com and so uh thank you guys for listening to us today All right. have a wonderful day